0: Day 43 of our 90 day challenge. Welcome, everybody. Today's topic is pour out your spirit on our children. We are now in the book of Joel. Joel, the second chapter and the first verse reads this way. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy hill. Let all who live in the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, it is close at hand, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness, like dawn spreading across the mountains, a large and mighty army comes, such as never was in ancient times, nor ever will be in ages to come. Before them, fire devours. Behind them, a flame blazes. Before them, the land is like the Garden of Eden. Behind them, a desert waste. Nothing escapes them. They have the appearance of horses. They gallop along like cavalry. With a noise like that of chariots, they leap over the mountain tops like a crackling fire, consuming stubble like a mighty army drawn up for battle. At the sight of them, nations are in anguish. Every face turns pale. They charge like warriors. They scale walls like soldiers. They all march in line, not swerving from their course. They do not jostle each other. Each marches straight ahead. They plunge through defenses without breaking ranks. They rush upon the city. They run along the wall. They climb into the houses like thieves. They enter through the windows. Before them, the earth shakes. The heaven trembles. The sun and moon are darkened and the stars no longer shine. The Lord thunders at the head of his army. His forces are beyond number and mighty is the army that obeys his command. The day of the Lord is great. It is dreadful. Who can endure it? Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart. With fasting and weeping and mourning, rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains, as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. The great locust and the young locust, the other locusts and the locust swarm. My great army that I sent among you, you will have plenty to eat until you are full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know That I am in Israel That I am the Lord your God And that there is no other Never again will my people be shamed And afterward I will pour out my spirit on all people Your sons and daughters will prophesy Your old men will dream dreams And your young men will see visions And that ends our reading for today Again our worship thought is titled Pour out your spirit on our children My daughter is one of the greatest blessings I've ever received from God. Her life has revealed more to me about God than any book I've ever read in any class I've ever taken. What I know for sure is that our children are paying attention. If you have been blessed with the calling to parent children, whether biological or otherwise, know this. Your child is listening to the words you say and the words you don't say. And if God used Hosea's life, To teach us a sermon about Christ. What is God using your life to teach us? Said differently, if your life was a sermon and new members could join only on Monday through Saturday, would your child want to join your church? In 2018, I started to pay closer attention to the sermon my life was preaching or not preaching to my daughter. At the end of that year, I moved to Chicago. I was both excited and nervous. I knew God was using this next assignment to stretch me, but I also knew I would not be able to pick up my daughter from school every day. As a parent, I had a dilemma. As a pastor, I had an assignment. Have you ever had to choose the God thing over the convenient thing? And yes, I know people tell us to live like Jesus and I agree, but Jesus ain't had no kids. So how do you say yes to your calling without neglecting your child? Wow, (laughs) that's a whole book in itself. Anyway, my relocation caused me to implement a new rule for our family every morning and every night. No matter where I was on the globe, daddy and daughter had to pray together. At first, it was difficult to make the transition because we had our old ways of doing things. But over time, it became the regular routine. And to this day, to this very day, several years later, Zania knows to call me in the morning on her way to school So she can pray with me during her commute. She also knows that her job is to lead the prayer in the morning and I lead the prayer at night. Sometimes evangelist Anna takes us to the throne room too. And then we are in prayer for like two hours. But the point is prayer matters. Your child is watching you and your children may not be seven years old. Like my daughters and I is right now, but every child needs prayer. In today's worship reading, we read about the prophecies of Joel. Interestingly enough, the Bible does not provide any biographical information about Joel. All we know is his father's name, Pethuel. So we only know him by way of his connection to his father, and that's all we know. But packed inside this short book is Joel's mandate to call God's people back to repentance. You see, the people of Israel during this time were under strict judgment because they had constantly rebelled against God. And Joel tells the people of Israel to cancel their regularly scheduled program. Why? Because the time had come for God's people to get right with God. And all they needed to do in order to receive restoration was repent. Joel tells them that not only would God remove the locusts, but God would also restore the years that the locusts had eaten. This was important because Joel was speaking to people whose primary profession had something to do with farming, planting, and harvesting. And in an agrarian culture, locusts didn't just mess up your dinner plans. Locusts also affected your wallet. But in all these things, God used discipline to drive his people back into his presence. What is God using to get you back in his presence? These words in Joel 2.25 are powerful. God says, I will repay you. Stop. Listen, read it again. God says, I will repay you. Friend, if God promises to repay you, you need no collateral. If God promises to repay you, you don't need to ask for a loan from any other lender. During the time of Joel's prophecy, God was trying to get the people of Israel to see that restoration was always his intent. Even though they were being disciplined now, their discipline had an expiration date and a day was coming where they would have plenty to eat. A day was coming where they would be full and fulfilled. And I just happen to believe that word is for some of us today, too. God wants you to know that a day is coming where you will experience real life fulfillment. I no longer yearn for riches and prestige. I now long for fulfillment i now long for things like wholeness satisfaction and i yearn to experience that long exhale after a purposeful day i long to exhaust my days encouraging others serving the less fortunate and enjoying quality time with loved ones this is the plenty god promises this is the richness god gives if only we would realign reconnect and turn back to god and the bonus or the extra credit we receive after passing the exam is this afterward I will pour out my spirit on all people listen friends all people means all people I love how Tony Evans puts it the Holy Spirit is not reserved only for the Jews or for a select group of believers there are no second class Christians who receive only partial membership in the church all people means all people as I read this scripture afresh today, I remembered that all people, including our sons and daughters, are in that group too. All people, including my daughter. So this is my final worship thought for you today. For every person who provides some kind of spiritual development or spiritual responsibility over children, I want to challenge you to pray with your child every day. Pray with your natural children and pray with your spiritual children. Implement a strategy that works for you. If you can't pray daily, pray once a week, but pray over your children so that when the spirit pours itself out on them, the love of God won't feel like a foreign language. I now know that the words we pray over Zanai have been added to her lexicon. The scriptures we quote as her parents build a foundation for her future. And when I first wrote this note, I was boarding a plane. And i looked down to see a text message from my daughter tonight that included her prayer in a voice note because she was so committed to keeping our commitment to prayer even though i was not physically able to answer the phone today parent strong today uncle strong today auntie strong love strong and watch the spirit work miracles in the lives of your children so what is your worship work today it is to intercede four young men and women pray over them so that they can hear your prayers for them and i want you to pray this prayer to them with them god pour out your spirit upon these your children so that they will not become weary in their well-doing lord breathe on them again
1: place You will give us fresh revelation of your nearness to us and our access to you in Christ Jesus that by the blood we've been brought near you brought us into your throne room, into your courts. and so we pray this in faith. Open up the windows, open up the Open oh, your spirit, spirit. Oh, Open up the open up the open Yes, that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Young men will see visions, old men will dream dreams. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord.